36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Coach Goins. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Basketball is More Than a Game. Hey, listen, make sure you got your sneakers tied real tight today because we're going to the West Coast. That is right. We have live via telephone from Los Angeles, California, none other than three-time college basketball player of the year, NBA Hall of Famer, Mr. Ralph Sampson from Harrisonburg, Virginia. Ralph is taking out time in his busy schedule to reach out. Uh, so we're going to spend about the next 25 uh, minutes or so talking to the big fella and find out what's going on. Ralph, are you with us? I'm here. Good afternoon. How are you? All right. Listen, sir, we certainly, certainly appreciate you taking time out and being with us. Folks, I hope you understand who we've got on the show this afternoon. Let me just run down a couple of things here for you. Four-time NBA All-Star, NBA All-Star MVP, NBA Second Team uh All-NBA, NBA Rookie of the Year, three times National College Player of the Year, three-time consensus, first-team All-American, ACC Player of the Year three times, three-time first-team All-ACC. His jersey has been retired from the University of Virginia, 1983 graduate of University of Virginia, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, a fine human being and a person that we call a friend. So, Ralph, you have the mic, sir. How about that? So, ladies and gentlemen, that's a that's a great point, Ralph. And and as I listen, as young or old, and I and I know they'll appreciate that. So, without further ado, we'll just go ahead and jump right in. I know personally, Ralph. Uh, you know, a lot of times people don't understand that when you reached uh, the pinnacles of the game that you have, and and a lot of times it's only a bad press that they they hear and not see the good things. And I know I've worked with you personally on some of the projects that we've had here in Augusta County. So, with that being said, uh, just kind of. If you don't mind, tell the listening audience the importance of when a father and son and the impact they make uh, when they work on uh, on the team together or any capacity uh, sports-related as father and son. Well, you know, we did the uh, father-son camp uh, last year, Father's Day weekend. We um, there in Augusta County, Big Creek. And uh, we, you know, boys and doing what we believe. I've I raised them and I've been angry and them on the divorce and all that kind of stuff kind of hard for them as well, but uh, when you put together and you're teaching any child, uh, the best thing I can tell dads to do, you know, parents to do, is make sure, one, that in the earliest stages that you make them fundamentally sound and well-grounded. You know, you, you, you put them in music class or dance class or, or basketball or baseball, football, one, you make sure they finish it. And secondly, as they get older, because I guarantee you they will get older and and as they get 13, 14, 15, they, they come into their own world, own life, and mom and dad really don't know what they're talking about, as the kids would say. And then, so you have to put great people around them, and you got to be very, very careful about the people you put around them that are influencers on kids today and how they live their life. So always find good coaches. That's why sports, basketball in general, 
is the greatest thing out there because if you can find a great situation, and Coach Jones, you know you 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 you've taught a lot of kids over the years, you've seen a lot of things, and you become a great mentor to that child. And I've done it as well for year after year after year, and I become closer to the kids sometimes than the parents do. The parents will come to me and say, "Well, can you tell my kid to make up their bed because they don't clean the room?" I can say it in a different way, and the kid will go home and do it. The parent can say it like, "Oh, mom, it don't make a difference." So put good mentors around you and, and around your children, so that your kid can grow up and be successful people that you want to be. That's exactly right. Uh, I know I just uh, had the opportunity to, to be in attendance in that. And that it actually, as a grown man, it made me stop and recognize that, you know what, when I get up in the morning every day, the least I can do is spin around and make that bed up and be ready to rock and roll. So, yeah, again, had an opportunity to spend some time and, and meet Ralph's uh, sons, Ralph the Third and, and Robert as well. Uh, fine, fine, outstanding gentlemen. And both of those guys are uh, very, very integral in the game of basketball, and they did a fantastic job, again, with Ralph being there. Just a huge, huge win across the board for all of us. So with that being said, Ralph, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about uh, – I know you were home taking care of your parents. Uh, a lot of times people don't understand that, you know, family comes first. You were very close uh, with your parents and, and, and just wishing them well. Uh, and I saw I had the opportunity to see your dad not too long ago at one of the UBA games. But with that being said, just talk a little bit about the, the foundation and what you guys are doing uh, for the citizens of Rockingham County as well as uh, Augusta. Well, I'm not, I mean, you know, being traveling now and being uh, uh, someone in Harrisonburg, but also, you know, across the country a little bit, but the foundation of having, you know, good parents or mom um, and dad, you know, in their late 70s, early 80s now. Healthy and well, and doing, doing well. It's uh, a blessing for us. My father went through some issues a number of years ago. Now he's healthy and goes through that way uh, for the rest of his life. you. It's just a matter of you know, family first, and that's what we were taught when we were younger by our mother and father. One, principles of his family. Two, is uh, start something new, I have to finish it. The three just hard work ethic, but that you do your best no matter what it is, and you try to achieve success every day uh, if it's just making your bed. So we had and still have two great parents, my two sisters and I. We obviously love them to death and uh, have uh, the opportunity to do things in the uh, Shenandoah Valley and VA where we have South North Sampson Senior Hope Fund at Rockingham Memorial Hospital also at the University of Virginia, uh, in the Kirk Center there uh, to help fight this cancer thing out there, find a cure. Three principles of the fund are, one, research and early detection, two, medical assistance, and three, transportation to and from the hospital. Uh, so we uh, look forward to still expanding that more and more as we go. Uh, it started, and now I just got to keep it going and finish it. Hospital there, they do a great job. I think Corey Davies at the hospital, Rockford Memorial, does an extremely good job of making all this work. We have an upcoming golf tournament June the 12th, so I'm trying to uh, figure out if I can make that. Uh, and make that work as well. From Ralph, ladies and gentlemen, they are just working uh, tirelessly, you know, just to 
again, better, better serve uh, the citizens of Rockingham County as well as Augusta County through those two great, great uh, hospitals. And again, just one of the things, as we said early in the broadcast, is a lot of times people don't recognize the things that these great, great athletes come back and not just take care of their family, but also reaching out uh, to the other, other citizens. So, Ralph, kind of turning our attention, uh, you know, how can we do basketball is more than the game without talking a little bit about the game of basketball. So, just in your opinion, and, and as we know that the one and dones and you know guys are dropping in uh, and I say I use the phrase drop in because you know basically they're only there for almost a semester classroom wise you know just turning the hands of clock uh, back and I know you were there for four years and the things that you did at University of Virginia will never be forgotten uh, but what is your opinion or what do you think um, the impact of the one and dones have done for college basketball? Well I mean you, know, you got to look at the historical factors about the one and done and how many people, you know, have gone their school one year and what their successes are. They don't really get historical matter. No one might have researched the information that they research to say top ten guys every year in the draft, where are they now after one, two, three, four, five years? If they are one and done, do they Think in the NBA or overseas, did it work for them? Uh, do they get what type of contract and what type of money do they make? If they are one and done, they make it to the NBA or, or league overseas. And three, what their success after their career is over. And I guarantee you that uh, those facts uh, are, are crazy if you look at them that way, and you'll see that not a lot of one and dones are always successful. It takes about three years. Uh, you look at a guy named Matthew Davis, University of Kentucky, a great one and done kid, had the physical talent, the maturity, and, and, and at the right time him to go out. But it took him three or four years to be Matthew Davis up to date. Correct. And that's fine. That's, they, 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 that's, we're doing this wrapping uh, on potential, not on what you can do. So, one of the are, in some cases, okay, depending upon the player and their situation. I don't think it's great for everyone. I think it's bad for basketball across the board because the maturity level of the kid is not there until after their second year of college. I think the colleges have to do a better job. If they're going to build these systems like Kentucky and Duke and these top-power schools, and they're going to do a one-and-done, they need to do some justice because they need to have some classes and programs for kids that they have to Hey, folks, we lost Ralph right there, but we'll get him back on the horns. Please stand by. Uh, just because of the one and dones, and again, just you know, speaking from a basketball fan that actually grew up and had the opportunity to, to watch my favorite player, and I'm just not saying that because Ralph is on the podcast today, but he was in fact my favorite player growing up. When he was a senior, uh, I was like a freshman in high school, so of course, tracking his career and able to keep up with him for four years, so and able to make when he was drafted going to NBA, that allows the a closer bond to the game. So, Ralph, I think you hit it uh, directly on the head as it relates to you know players staying in school as well as what the league needs to take a little bit of ownership uh and and set these gentlemen up for success not only on the court as well as away from the game so with that being said let me ask this question to you ralph as we we know the podcast is basketball more in the game if you don't mind sharing with the viewers what impact away from the game has basketball brought to you and enhanced your life as well i don't think guys know when they when they play college or 
in the NBA because you are focusing on career and playing every day and, and being the best player you can be in the person. You don't really understand the impact of what the game is all about until you step away from it for a number of years. You don't have it in your life. Then you also got to understand how to also, while you inside the game, you got to understand also, which most people don't, how to leverage the game for success after the game in the ball stops bouncing. So, you know, a show, basketball is more than a game. It's just definitely, it's definitely more than a game. It's about life, life skills and, and life lessons. So the thing that basketball has taught me is, you know, a few things, teamwork, uh, camaraderie with my fellow teammates and our opponents, uh, and now being inducted in, you know, a couple of different Hall of Fame and being able to sit with uh, Julia Durbing or other guys that I played against uh, in the NBA or even in college as well, and you can share stories, you know, that may be somewhat embellished sometimes, but uh, they're great stories to listen to, and you can sit back and laugh and say, you know, we crossed paths in a different way back then on the competitive side, but we also now cross paths again as men in the real world, and the game is over, now it's about life. So anytime you can put your child in a sports environment, they go remember it for life. I don't care if it's little league basketball, baseball, football, gymnastics, soccer, or whatever it may be. But if you put them in a good environment, in a good situation, they go remember for life, and they understand what life's all about because they did play a sport. So I've learned a lot from basketball, got a lot from it, and hopefully I gave a lot to it. Yeah, I can. Well, I can definitely say that you definitely gave a gave a light a lot to it because I had the opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, be out in Phoenix uh, with the Final Four and and see Ralph and spend some time with him, and also ran into uh, one of the gentlemen that I've known ever since the fifth grade. And as I, as we sat there, uh, just kind of fellowshipping, uh, you know, he just you know you know Ralph was in presence, and just to be able to say, you know, what could it, what does it feel like to have your favorite college basketball player, uh, not just college basketball, your favorite basketball player of all time. You know what you call a friend, and I told him I said I'm blessed. I'm very fortunate. Uh, not a lot of people can can say that, uh, but I say it, and I don't uh, I don't wear it lightly. I definitely uh, value our friendship at a very high level. So with that, Ralph, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the Houston Rockets. I know you, that you were uh, named on the All Decade team. That was the 1980s. You know to to achieve that, and I had the opportunity last year to go to Houston myself. And to walk into the arena and, and see that banner up. I know it's another accolade, and I know how you are. You're very modest, very humble uh, individual, and that just speaks to the volumes that you are. But being able to achieve to be on an all-decade team at the NBA level, you know, just just share with the folks what that feels like. Well, I just again, you know, any honor or accolade is you know, always good, no matter what it is. Um, but again, it's not the actual honor or the trophy or the plaque that you see. It is knowing that you, you know, played at a time and you get recognized when you play, but also guys you played with, with the teams you were on or the coaches that you got coached by or the teammates or you played against as well. Uh, so you reflect back on all that and you say, now we were pretty good uh, and that, you know, we played our best and we achieved some things over that period of time that, you know, at least some people can recognize now. And you can leave that legacy uh, there for not only my children, but my children's children. So uh, any, any award like that that I've achieved over the years, you know, it's really what it's all about in the long run. So 
had an all-decade team in Houston with Alonzo Wong, Gray, and John Lucas, and uh, Robert Reed, and, and that crew was uh, a great town for all of us. But uh, the memories will last, you know, like. Exactly, and again, that's just you know. Again, as I walked the halls of the uh, Coliseum, was able to look up and saw that, and just was like, wow! And it was just was what a tremendous feat. So, with that, and as we the last segment, I wanted to to spend a little time with Ralph is is talking about today's a uh, younger player, uh, and as we a lot of times, you know, coaches, you know, they deem it now as open gym. Uh, you know, sometimes I just call it free play. And, and of course, they're trying to stay under the radar, making sure that they're not uh, violating any of the high school uh, rules. But, Ralph, with that being said, with the open gym concept, if you don't mind sharing with the audience today, in in your mind, if you were a high school coach and players are coming in, uh, what do you think players need to focus in on uh, and utilize an open gym to maximize their efforts? Uh, one, that's, uh, I think, Ralph, that's uh, yeah, why well, I tell you what, that's spoken like a, a true Hall of Famer. You know, folks, a lot of times people don't understand it. It's not, uh, you know, it's when the opportunity knocks, you know, how many times as, as coaches at the high school level, you know, somebody sees a, a young man out on the court taking care of business, but they're not taking care of business off the court. And so, again, uh, Ralph has definitely hit it on the head as he's done all show long, uh, just the importance of creating that balance uh, in your life. So, like, Ralph, last question that I got for you. I know, you know, today it's very hard to find a high school coach in a high school gym because they have uh, they're leaning so heavily 
uh, on the AAU circuit. Uh, and again, a lot of times AAU gets they get a bad rap or they say it's it's a it's a grind or it's a money money making machine. So just if you don't mind, just share share your your thoughts, your ask. Uh, your insight uh, to what a player needs to do to select that ultimate team or, or if they are in that uh, division one type of uh, player, what is the best way a young player can observe a team uh, that's a good fit for them on the AAU circuit? Well, you can, you know, there's multiple ways you can do that. Uh, you can ask other players that play for those coaches to see what their opinions are. But if you have a, a, a bag player out there that didn't get enough playing time, whatever that kid adds that player, what did you like? And he might say something negative. So you gotta understand that that's one way, but you gotta be very cautious of that. Secondly, is come watch a practice or, or, or come to open gym and, and, and get to the fire and meet the coaches. Uh, there's a story of uh, you know, when kids are recruited by college coaches, and this goes on all the time. When I'm recruiting you to play on my team, I'm excited. Uh, I'm winding it down you. I'm doing all these things to get you. But when I get you and I get you in practice, I'm going to scream and holler at you a little bit. And I'm going to, but whatever, but some people, that's motivation. Some other people can't, can't take that screaming and holler. So they just like that. That's why you see, and maybe another podcast you should run about how many kids actually really transfer. You know, from one year, it's, you know, always about 500 kids that transfer every year from one school to the next, but they wasn't a good fit. They didn't make the right decision at the right school because they didn't do their homework research on a coach or a, or a school that they could not uh, or would not like or would not fit them. So you have to be very careful of that. So age is the same thing. You have to make sure what are, you, what are you coming for? Are you coming just to play, to have fun? Are you coming to be competitive? Do you want to win? What's the coach's philosophy? What's the organization's philosophy? And are you willing to, to put 100% maximum effort into the those philosophies so you can be a, a champion, not just by playing AAU and winning, just by being the person you are and, and or you want to be. So you got to look at it multiple ways when you're choosing a, a organization to play for. And, you know, act sports at the church there is phenomenal. And some people, you know, may believe in, you know, uh, Christ and Jesus and all that kind of stuff as well. And some people may not, but I'm telling you right now, whatever, if you've got some principles around you like that, you can't lose. And I'm not a, a Bible-beating, brow-beating type of guy. I don't believe in that. But if you have just around you in a safe setting, uh, it, it spills over, and it, it, it causes people to at least see it, listen, understand. And I can remember as a young, young kid, you know, we went to church every Sunday. I still remember the pastor's name, the the pianist's name and the choir people because you, you heard the music or you heard uh, something that the pastor may have said uh, back then. You might not remember all of it, but you will remember something. So uh, being involved in act sports or a AAU team will also help any kid, individual, just to be successful in life. So I, I'm all for it. Excellent, Ralph. We certainly appreciate that. You know, you know what? What can I say, ladies and gentlemen? Just so, so, so humble today uh, for having uh, none other than NBA Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson taking time out 
uh, to be on the show. Ralph, you, you hit it on the head, and, and as being part of that organization uh, here in Augusta County, uh, that is what we strive to do is not just, you know, focusing on one aspect of the of the person, but the whole being. Uh, don't don't beat them over the head with the Bible or beat them over the head with basketball. We just want them to, to have a little bit of both and create that balance. And so, therefore, when they walk away from the court, they understand uh, and they have the essential life skills uh, that they need to have. So without uh, any further ado, Ralph, you have any closing comments or any words of wisdom for uh, for our listeners today? I just uh, stay tuned for, I'm sure, more podcasts to come with Coach Goins. I'm excited that uh, everybody listening had the opportunity to listen in. I hope you continue listening. And spread the word. This is an exciting time for Augusta County. The program is great. I'm sure there'll be much more to come. So thank you. Okay, and again, Ralph, just thank you so much for your time. I know you're in Los Angeles. You're a busy person. Uh, and again, just uh, hats off to what you do on the court as well as off the court. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll just go ahead and be uh, transparent with you today and just thank you for the vision. Uh, it is from a phone call that I received from my good friend, Ralph Sampson, and and challenged me to step on out there and get this podcast up and running. So every every show that we do, every interview we do, I understand, folks, uh, that he has a hand in it. Uh, and understand that it is part of iron and sharpen iron, and we cannot uh, go through life without having assistance from other people. So on behalf of everybody, basketball is more than the game. We thank you so much, Ralph, for your time, your talent, your effort, for what you do on the court and off the court. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Basketball is More in the Game with our special guest, Mr. Ralph Sampson. Until next time, always remember, somebody somewhere is working on the game. And I'm your host, Coach Goins, and we'll see you in the gym.